See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Yep. All right. Hey, it's on. There's the thing is on the screen. Oh, the red, the red thing. Is the thing is on the screen. That means it's time to start talking for the funny. Hi, my name's Mao. This is Slow Robot Go-Go. With me as always, Dr. Morius, my partner in crime from Parts Unknown. We are here to talk about crazy, forgotten, misbegotten B-movies from the past. Because we don't know the ones from the future yet. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, we have some that. speculations, but, you know. Yeah, so. I'm sure there's going to be another Godzilla movie, so it's out. Be in the future. It's out. To, it, it launched this fr- uh, Friday. Yeah, but it did good, so I'm sure there'll be another one. Oh, actually. yeah. Well, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. in in 3D IMAX, sense around uh, whatever else. Smell-O-Vision. Smell-O-Vision, yeah. Tingler with the wired seats. <laughs> sure, why not? So, go to find us at slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com. And please, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitchers, please give us a review. Rate us and review us and say they're great. Give us a good review. I don't know. I don't often ask for that, you know. But uh, if you could, it it would really be nice and helpful to our show. We we should put our show on YouTube so we can get some really good reviews. Like, who are these? Yeah, I hate those guys. They're so dumb. Yeah, YouTube is... uh, well, we'll soon be entering that world, so get yes. ready. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this, this this long-standing video project we keep alluding to is in the future, and uh, yeah, get in ready for get ready for tons of smarky comments of dumbness. And the future uh, is where you will spend the rest of your life. As yes, Criswell said. In, yeah, uh, wow. In, uh, Plan nine. Pretty deep. It is deep. <laughs> digging, digging a deep ditch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Um, you could also go to bunchofdorks.com. There you will be presented with three choices. Three Top pre- one. Three presents. Three presents that you open up and they just keep giving. So if you're in a cube farm or you know somebody that works in a cube farm, you gotta give them a little nudge nudge and hand them a piece of paper that has bunchofdorks.com written on it and say, yo, bro, you want to be cool? Yeah, you know, just now, you said cube farm, not Cuban farm, because I don't know if you want to be on a Cuban farm, unless <laughs> you're growing some bananas or something like well, that. Well, if you had a Cuban farm, Cuban. if you have access to a computer that yeah. as you're working, then okay, yes, go ahead and yeah, do it. you could do that. I'm not discriminating. Okay, against good. the Cuban farms. No. But yes, a Cuban farm. Cuban farmers. A Cuban farm is, of course, where most of us toil away in obscurity, yeah. where we sit in front of a computer and tap, tap, tap all day and long. A- and, your, and your asses grow as you tap. Sit back and watch your ass grow. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, I'm on the five pounds a year for 15 years that's plan. Right. That's <laughs> why I'm going to die of a heart attack. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's hope not. Or you can go. So there's well, like as I said, there's three buttons there. Top podcast is Slow Robot Go Go. That's this one here. Middle one is something called uh, <laughs> Two Dimension. Two Dimension podcast. The podcast that no direction but watches your ass grow or watches my ass grow. I guess I don't know. And the bottom one is bunch of dorks. Long running, long standing, long enjoyment. Uh, other long things. It's the, it's the long it's really podcast. Long. It's long. <laughs> it's really long. And, uh, pr- and proud. If you want to listen to some meandering stupidity, Bunch of Dorks is the place for you. <laughs> Uh, the uh, you know recently I just started uh, putting our after all these years I had never done it before but I was kind of like looking at okay how can you kind of get your name out there more you know we we are we have some listeners we we actually do have a fairly decent following um cool and I but I was like I want more so I've been starting to go to these different podcast directories and 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 putting our RSE feed up on them and everything like that so I'm hoping to. I don't know, grow the brand a little bit, especially with this video project coming up. I would really like to have um, as much internal you know, yeah. as we can. You know, people that already like like what we do and some of that to help us get numbers. Yeah, because the TV world is driven by numbers. But yes, we'll have numbers. We'll, we'll have long decisions. We'll have long talks about our decisions coming up. Yes. Anyway, that's my shtick. Enough of that stuff. You we'll can have like a corporate meeting with like suits and stuff like that, and sit yes. down and yeah. and, and decide how do we achieve. Why our wouldn't goals. we do that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you got going on, Doctor Morbius from Parts Unknown? What do I have got going on? 
Uh, well, I've got the Cuban farm that I'm working on, and uh, <laughs> with bananas, with wink, bananas wink. and plantains, <laughs> and uh, all that and good plantains. And plantains. <laughs> yes. like, we have bananas and plantains. You're like, whoa. Well, yeah. It's your one-stop shop for and, fruit and besides, that And besides that, besides that, in two dimension, mm-hmm. the comic book podcast with no direction. Which one? More, how much more would you need? But there is more. There Wait. is more. And there's Destination Nightmare, the podcast with comic book scans and movie reviews and podcasts and anything that you want is there. Just yeah. go there and ask for it and I will so that, show it to so you. So as you're sitting in your Cuban farm and yeah. you're like, you get done with, yeah, uh, uh-huh. with you get done with Slow Robot the and BOD and then you get done with, with uh, you know, the yeah. two dimension. You're like, man, I really need more comic book. Boom. Destination Nightmare. Yeah, you go like, ay, coño, me que estoy cansado. <laughs> I need go, I need comic books, and then you get them. Oh, it's me. Hey, yo, me. That's the extent of my Spanish. <laughs> well, hey, Lucy. <laughs> no, actually, I know I know some Spanish, but not nothing worth anything. You were almost in the land of Spanish, but yeah, that's a yeah. whole different story for. Right now. <laughs> I, I just go okay? okay, like that's all I would do always. It's just just okay. okay? All right. Anyway. So yes, uh, do we do a trailer break now? Or you want to just go right into what we watched? Ah, we'll Dude, go into, well, well, we'll go into what you watched. Uh-oh, did you watch nothing? No, not really. Wow, I got a long list. Good for you. Okay, I watched a Schwarzenegger-Stallone joint called Escape Plan. That's a newer one. Um, it's just that, you know, it's it's an in-prison uh, Schwarzenegger-Stallone movie, you know. Then I watched the new 47 Ronin, which Uh-oh. was that one that was uh, oh, yeah. Keanu Reeves and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I don't know. You know, knowing and loving the original Forty Seven Ronin, the movie, you know, and 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 the story of that, and the and you know, the actually the not the fairy tale, but the story it's based on. Yeah, like the, right. this, it's like one of those things that's you know, a legend, legend. Yeah, exactly, myth, a myth, uh, a legend whatever. from Japan. This one, they should have just called it something else, and it would have been fine. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, if they would have just called it. You know, I don't know, Ronan, dude with a sword, dude with a sword, Ronan, dude with a sword, or you know, you know, Bill and Ted's Ronan adventure, whatever. If they Ronan's excellent adventure, yeah, <laughs> boom, there it is, there Hollywood. It would have, I think, it would have done better. They were, I don't know, but you know, it's just what it, it was. I didn't hate it, okay, but it was, it was just what it was. It was just a fantasy sword play kind of white guy saving the world thing. Um. Then I watched one in the one uh, one on Netflix streaming called Solomon Kane. Yeah, he's a sword. He's like from Robert E. Howard, the man yeah. who created Conan. Yeah, well, pretty. It was a it was a decent movie. Okay. Uh, it was filmed in gloom vision though. Like it was totally like oh, yeah, e- everything was like dark and brooding. Like there was never there was no sunlight. They they used the anti sunlight filter yeah. at all times. So yeah. uh, it was that. Yeah. Then I watched the uh, Rob John Claude Van Damme Six Bullets. I'd seen that before, of course, because I watched every one of his movies. And um, eh, it just it's just a it's just a John Claude Van Damme movie. You, you know what you're getting into. Then I watched one called Mind Hunters. I think that was like in the mid '80s, something like that. It was eh, forgettable. Then I watched one, and I got I was excited about it, and then I was really not excited about it. It's called The Fists of Righteous Harmony. Now this is a new. It was a new movie from I want to say 2007 or 2012 even. I don't want to. I can't remember which one it is, but whatever. Um, it is. It, it's a, it's a mess. It was a me- it was it was one of the messiest movies I've messiest ever seen. Messes that you've ever like editing and story and like it was kind of cobbled together and just horrible. Like it. It was it was apparent it was made for like probably two three hundred thousand. And, like, it was done on, like, a video camera like I have, you know. Cool. And it was just, like, weird. It, like, the, the editing they used, they they figured out how to work with shutter speed. So it looked like somebody would, like when somebody was running, they could run super fast. And that was what everything was. And you're like, oh, my God, this is a blurry mess, and it doesn't make sense. And it was just horrible. I mean, it it it, it ranks up there with some, one of the worst I've ever seen. Cool. And that's saying something, because cool. I live in the wheelhouse of worst pl- ever seen. Is it match birdemic? No, no, but or food fight like like those are like the, the the top end. This is like one notch below the top end of the most horrible okay. thing in the world. Right. Uh, then I watched Outland. Then I watched Ace Ventura, uh, Pet Detective. 
the Outland was the Sean Connery one from yeah, 81. Yeah, it. it was okay. It was, yeah, exactly. It was okay. Sorry. That's all you can say about it. You're like, meh, whatever. And then I watched Ace Ventura. Then I watched Tommy Boy. Um, <laughs> Tommy Boy. You know... Uh, Did it age well? It's okay. It's funny. Yeah. I miss... I miss Chris, Chris Farley. Farley. I forgot I missed Chris Farley. Like, he when he died, I was sad. Because he was another really funny guy. He was a genuinely funny actor, comedian, I should say, you know, and he, he really wanted to be John, uh, John Belushi and he was to, in, on some respects, you know, yeah. but then he died and I was like, Oh, that's sad. Then I forgot he existed. And then I watched that movie and I was like, Oh, now I miss him again. Like, I wish he would have given us more or I wish well, he would have watched Kung Fu Ninja. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> just asking. So, uh, you know, it's just, just one of those things where I was like, well, you know, I mean, uh, I, pre- I just appreciate it for what it is. I had a, I, I always laugh a lot with his stuff, and him and David Spade really did one or two really funny movies. Black Sheep was there, and I think they were genuinely liked each other. I think they yeah, were like they were friends. Buddies, yeah, and it, and it kind of you could tell, you know, the way they acted, and you, you know, it, what, it, whatever, you know, people people leave us, and that's that's the circle of life. But uh, yeah, those SNL. Spin-off movies are a mixed, mixed oh, bag. Oh, yeah. There's some really bad stuff out there. And I, you know, <laughs> I got I got it on Blu-ray for four, four bucks. Sure, why not? So, I, I, of course, I'm going to, you know. Like, sure, uh, it was just, um, you know, why not? All right, what did you watch this week? Tumbleweed, crickets in the background. Okay, then we're <laughs> going to go to trailer break. You, you got nothing? Nothing. All right. Well, we're gonna go to a trailer break. And next week. week next week. I'll, when we come back, see. You know what? I actually like part of the, that. Part of why I like this show so much is, I feel like I let the listeners down if I don't watch stuff. So yeah. I push myself to watch stuff. I, li- I like. I literally do. Like, if I have an hour and a half and I'm just sitting around, I'm like, I better watch a movie. And I, I don't really feel like I, I gotta watch something. So I have something to talk about. Like, it, this this movie has or this podcast has multiplied my movie watching by like tenfold. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, let, I'm gonna go. We'll go to a trailer break, and when we come back. We're not gonna do a top ten list list this time. We're gonna kind of do like our own little uh, verbal essay uh, of of sorts. Essay. Que pasa? Hey, essay. Listen to my essay. Essay. Yeah. Now I'm really angry. This is fucking war. These are the sounds of six feet of silver death. In the hands of the dragon, it becomes the ultimate weapon of defense. The dragon is back in the greatest martial arts film of all time, Blood of the Dragon. The action is non-stop as one man, one weapon, are pitted against an incredibly powerful army of ruthless killers. Blood of the Dragon introduces to the screen Asia's superstar, Wang Yu, king of the martial arts. With incredible movements, lightning fast hands, he can handle anything, no matter how deadly. Wang Yu never uses a double because no one can do what he does. Don't miss this spectacular film packed with explosive action and ending in the most exciting battle ever seen. Blood of the Dragon. There'll never be another like it. Rated R. Bobby Joe and the Outlaw. She was a car hop who wanted to be a country singer. He was a hustler who dreamed he was Billy the Kid. I'll make love to me tonight. Just two young lovers who found out too late that once you hit the road, you can't go home again. Emma Dalton said, it made me a criminal. Bobby Joe and the Outlaw. Starring Marjo Gortner and Linda Carter. All they ever wanted was each other. Rob us a bank. But six cars, three states, and two banks later. They all just remain in your respectable positions and we take care of business. Every cop in America wanted them. All right, boys, if you don't come out in three seconds, we're going to let them have it. For a while, they had something. He knows what's going to happen. And then... Bobby Joe and the Outlaw, rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Oh, and remember, next Friday is Hawaiian Shirt Day. So, you know, if you want to, go ahead and uh, wear a Hawaiian shirt and jeans. Yes. 
This is fucking war. <laughs> is that from Johnny Dangerously? Sure is. I saw that movie in the theaters. That was a goofball movie, but it was. Funny. I like that you movie. You fargan ice hole. Uh, that guy was crazy. I, it was. Crazy. There was a lot of that movie, and when you watch it, even now, it's still funny. It's just a goofy, funny <laughs> movie. Uh, like, just there's so much in it, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, today, as I alluded to earlier, we are going to be giving an essay about, or a, you know, we're going to talk about. Um, actor, an act, one of our favorite actors, like career path. You know, sometimes people fall off. Sometimes things happen, or or you start to dislike somebody. I might point out, like Mel Gibson would be somebody where you you know you really liked him, and then apparently he went insane, and then you know, and and now you I can't really watch his stuff. I don't like him that much anymore. Um, but we all we each picked some. And what what are you gonna do for us today, Doctor Morbius? From parts unknown. I am going to do my essay of sorts on the career of Vincent Price. Nice. I thought you would pick somebody like Lugosi or, or Vincent Price. So, so yeah. tell us, give us, enlighten us. Yes, sir, I will, as <laughs> much as I can. Uh, he was born in 1911, so he's an old guy. <laughs> Passed away in 93, so he had an 80-year 80 80 year span. Um Okay, he was uh, he was always he was born with money. He was born of not I wouldn't say super rich, but he was born of privilege. I think his grandfather invented baking powder or baking soda or something. So he was really? of, he was of money. Yeah, yeah. So he was uh, he was from St. Louis, born in St. Louis, and he uh, he went to good schools. He went to college. He became an uh, art history major, and then he went over to study. Uh, for a, get a master's degree in London, and that's where he found theater and the stage, and he kind of like changed, you know, he kind of went, he was going to be an art history teacher or an historian, but he went into theater, and then after that, it led to Hollywood, and then he started out in, in 38 with a movie, a movie called Service Deluxe, which I don't think was a horror movie, I should have investigated it more, but I didn't, blah, blah, because I was more, I'm more interested in the horror career, right, movie, right. which is mostly what he did. But in 39, he was already doing like Tower of London with Karloff and Basil Rathbone, art actors that he would later appear in the 60s towards the end of their careers in the Beach Party movies as guest stars and, yeah, why you not? know, whatever. But yeah, that's was that was his first kind of horror movie, even though it was a historical movie. I mean, Karloff was dressed like a shaved head and a club foot, and he was all evil and <laughs> cutting people's heads off at the Tower of London. So that was the first... Inkling, and then he did it the same year. Yeah, the same year he did the Invisible Man Returns, the second Invisible Man movie, which you didn't see him until the end of the movie because, of course, he was invisible. But that's where you got a glimpse of the great malevolent voice that he had, the evil, sinister but comical voice that he had, which which kind of kind of guide him throughout his whole career or whatever. Uh, at 44, he did Laura, which is a pretty famous murder mystery. Shows on TCM all the time. In 45, he did like another mystery. I think it was based on a play. I'm not sure. It was called Shock. I guess that was kind of like a real, a kind of the first horror modern kind of thing he did. And then a year later, in 47, he did Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> Again, he played the Invisible Man, so all you heard was his voice at the end. I forgot those, I forgot those Abbott and Costello meet. Those the, are funny. Those are out of control. That's the best one. <laughs> that's the best one because that's got all the monsters in it. Then by the 50s, he started to do, he started to become a horror guy with House of Wax, The Mad Magician. He was still doing stuff like The Ten Commandments, The Big Spectacles. That's when he, but then when he did The Fly, and then the 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 Tingler and the Bat and Return of the Fly '59. That's when he started becoming like okay, he's our new horror guy because he's a little bit younger than Karloff and Lugosi and so all. He that. really it he took a while, but then he really got into that. That's when he got into. That's when he found his like niche, as they say. And then in the '60s, he was doing all the uh, AIP uh, AI Edgar Allan Poe movies, House of Usher. Uh, Pit and the Pendulum, Tales of Terror. Oh, there was a run on that. There was a run on Poe Oh, God, stuff, wasn't yeah. There? Corman did them. Corman, that's how Corman went from a B-movie, kind of like black and white, to like more of a budget B-movie. Mm. Uh, and those got played Got some footage, theaters. got some traction. Yeah, like, you and know. those, those kind of made his career. And then after those movies were done by 65, 66, Corman kind of settled into being a producer. That was his last big deal or whatever and then by and then by the later 60s he was doing uh well in the mid 60s he was doing even i think comedy started coming into the uh 
the the equation because he was doing TV, he was doing F Troop and 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 Get Smart and stuff like that. He was kind of playing on his. Vincent evil. Price was. Yeah, he was he was doing comedy stuff on TV. Yeah, he was in the Brady Bunch. He was in stuff like what? that. Yeah. I didn't even know any of that. I didn't. Oh, yeah. I never knew he was ever on TV. I only oh, knew yeah. him from. Oh yeah, not a whole lot. But I mean, at least when they could get him, they probably got show. him. Yeah, huh? he was Egghead in Batman. <laughs> it, it, you know, he was in. Well, let me see. What was it? That, I think. that Batman series drew some cool people. Oh yeah, everybody wanted to be on that show. Why not? You that could, was like you, the big deal. A small paycheck, and you just ham it up and be and as ham it up, and you yeah. be as cheese as you want, and You're, they just are like, go. Being a kid in that era, you don't know. You cannot gather. Ga- I mean, it was it was uh, Michael Jackson. Esque, the bigness of that show, the the, wow. the span of that show, the Beatles, and then Batman. It was just like boom, boom, one after the other. You wow. know, it was such a big media circus, everything. It was all over the place. I mean, you could get toys everywhere. Even, I mean, honestly, this is bizarre, but it's true. The, there was a place called Mr. Donuts. That was your Batman headquarters. You would go to Mr. <laughs> Donuts. And they would give you Batman cards, or you could buy Batman gimmicks and Batman rings. Man. And we knew a girl that worked there, friend of the family. She would give me stacks of cards and rings. I don't have them I anymore. I have those cards. I have those Batman cards. I have the reissues. I don't have the originals. No, I have the originals. Oh, you did? Yeah. The painted yeah. ones? Yeah. Oh, those are cool, man. I just... Yeah, you, I have a lot. I have a lot of those cards, like because and what, did, like a Battlestar Galactica, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. one. I have a lot of that stuff. I don't even know what I have. It's just packed away somewhere. Yeah, you know? right in a box. Oh. Yeah, a box in the attic. You know, like everything else. Yeah. So he continued on with the uh, well, the Goldfoot. He did the Doctor Goldfoot movies, which were like a spoof on the Beach Party and the Spy movie. So that was kind of a weird combo. Wow. That definitely, we should watch those because that definitely influenced Austin Powers. Those gold I'd love movies. to watch them. I've never even heard of those. They're, they're goofball, but they're fun. And then he went on, you know, doing stuff like The Conqueror Worm and uh, Theater of Blood. But then, like, by the mid-70s, the horror craze kind of died out. Right. And then he, again, he did a little bit of TV. He, he did, actually did more TV. Uh, later on in his career, he did Vincent, which was a little short that Tim Burton did about a kid who loves Vincent Price, and of course, he was the voice because he was Tim Burton's favorite actor. And then, oh, I believe it, you and, know. Yeah, and then Edward Scissorhands, which was like '82. That was like, that was probably the last big movie that he did. And then he would do like some television. He would do this guy did everything. He did radio in the '40s. He did record albums where he would narrate stories and then like towards the end of his career they would do like a couple of movies i think it was called the monster club and house of long shadows where they would get like the last the guys that were around christopher lee john carradine him whoever's and left yeah and do kind of a homage to those kind of movies they would stick in a young actor like in one of them i think the young actor is desi arnaz jr for what that's worth or whatever <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then by 92 he you know he in 92 he was doing like just dramas and he passed away but the one interesting thing that he did do in the 60s, which is really weird but really cool, this shows you how different the country is. In 61, Sears of all places, I think I talked about this before, wanted to get into selling artwork. They wanted to bring artwork to the people. I remember you so talking Vincent about So Vincent Price this. actually became their art buyer. And he actually bought a bunch of art for Sears and did commercials for them. Wow. And actually Sears mail order was selling you. You could buy... Picassos, Rembrandts, not the really expensive ones, but the cheaper ones or the prints or yeah. the drawings, just so you could expose to it. Because him, Price being an art history guy, he knew and it. An art he historian was... and an art collector. Wow. He he. So that lasted about eight nine years, which I didn't really know about it when I was a kid. And that was kind of like his kind of like way of giving back to the so art community. So after that snapshot, what are you? What was your favorite section of his career? What, what, what the 60s, the post stuff. Like late 50s from... Well, I would say, okay, I love House of Wax. Mm. But then like the stuff he did with um, uh, William Castle, the Tingler House on Haunted Hill, all the way through the Poe movies. And then, you know, in, in the early 70s, a couple of things. But by the mid-60s, late 60s, yeah, I think that was a, a did, peak for yeah. me. Yeah, uh-huh. And, as, and and it, there was a drop off, or and just that, of course you forgot Thriller in the eighties. That was been he, like the big deal. That was what the where everybody re you know. Honestly, re- he's one of those guys that like he kind of maintained the same status. Yeah, he did always. He did. Like I'm, the, his dying breath, people were still like, man, he's he's really he was good. Horror, you know, go to horror. He, guy. he was the go to horror guy, and he, and he would could sell anything. 
because he had a sense of humor about himself. You know, mm. he wasn't taking it seriously. He could make fun of himself. He could be scary. He had kind of had a good versatility as to his personality and his style. So I think that mm. served him well. He must have been um, not fun to work with, but good to work with he because was a nice man. because yeah, people that are mean or ugly they go away. No, no, he was a nice man. He would do he would do college readings, and my friend met him at uh, Florida Atlantic University, and I guess they took a picture for the newspaper, and Vincent Price did like a fake strangling of my friend, so he was very nice. That's really neat. You know, and that's a the very, thing. very good man. That's yeah. the thing where you're like, that I think adds a lot to lang- yeah, longevity yeah. of careers because when people are mean and ugly, yeah, bitter they and just, yeah. people just stop working with them, and was, they go away, you know. He, he might have been born of, you know, wealth and stuff, but I think he was pretty much of a man of the people. That's cool. All right, so. great. That was very good. Thank you. Anything else you want to add before I get into my stuff? Go for it. All right. I did a little bit of a different thing, but hopefully still good. Now, other than sci-fi, we all know I have a pichon for uh, the uh, action, action, of course. Because you grew up in that era. Of the yeah, the, the heyday of cheeseball action. I grew up in the era of the horror Nice. Star, you and Batman. And, and Batman. Good you times, man. And the monkeys and the Beatles. So the 80s were a very uh, uh, explosion of action movies. Action stars. They wanted to... They were trying... Testosterone. Yes. Oh, and the, the Russians were always the enemy. And it was just insanity. Still you know. today. Well, no, they're coming back around. Yeah, For yeah. a while, it was the Middle Eastern. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They had their turn. And I, I envision soon action genre will be taking on China. I can already kind of see that, you know, you know. Not whatever. Korea. Korea is a little too goofy. No. Even though. So what I did instead of I, I focused on the big four in action. Okay. Now we can all name them: Arnie, John Claude Van Damme, Sylvester Stallone, and of course the low end of the pole, Steven Seagal. Not the uh, not uh, the perfect weapon, the Jeff Speakman. No, he didn't make my list. <laughs> not not Joe Lewis. Uh, no, you know, Jaguar lives. Or I, do you remember when they they even tried to bring um, uh, what was the, the Death Wish guy up? Uh, oh, Bronson. Bronson's was cool. Oh, man. Bronson was cool, but they tried to. I forget what the what it was. They tried to make him an action star. And I was like, it's too old. He's not just stop. Too he, old. he he had his time, and he is still a badass at the age of eighty, but. Stop. All right, so yeah. first I'm going to go over by the numbers. And this is just a very, very small snapshot of a few things. Arnie, by the numbers. He was born in July uh, July 30th, 1947, in Austria. He has a net worth of $300 million. He starred in 54 movies. He won Mr. Olympia seven times. He was the first civilian to own a Humvee. He was elected, of course, elected governor of California. He holds the record for the most major bodybuilding event wins, to- 13 total, which is, that's kind of amazing. And he was nominated for eight rat- Worst Actor Razzies. Of He's been divorced one time, of course, from, we know who course from Maria Shriver. Kennedy. Yes. So, then uh, on to Jean-Claude Van Damme. By the numbers, he was born October 18th, 1960, in Brussels, which probably, this kind of, high- I was like, hmm. He's, what year was he's he born in again? 60. 60. He's closer to my age, which yeah. might... Maybe in my brain that's why I like him a little bit more than most people do. I actually like Jean-Claude Van Damme quite a bit. Okay. In his movies, and even his personality, although he's very... I'm sure he's very... Not arrogant, but he's... He's not shy. I'll put it that way. He's a, but whatever. Oh, so by the numbers, he was born in 1960 in Brussels. He has a net worth of $30 million. He stars in fi- in 53 movies... Here's the big one. He's been married four. T- or he's been married five times. Nice. Four divorces, and he's still currently married. He lives in Hong Kong and Belgium. He's a very skilled martial arts with a weightlifting and ballet disciplines to enhance that. Now he was a ballerina for five years, and he's very strong. Of course, he's 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 dedicated to bodybuilding, as all the well as three of these four are, and um, you can tell he has a very flashy style. From from all accounts, he was a very uh, brutal competitor because he competed in real, real contact sports uh-huh. or martial arts before uh-huh. this. And he's he he was eighteen and one, and the only one he lost was because he hit the guy when he was down, uh-huh. like you know, whoops, yeah. <laughs> disqualified. All right, the next one, Sylvester Stallone by the numbers. Our friend Sly, the uh, he was born in nineteen or July sixth, nineteen forty six. So he's one year older than Arnie. And he was born in New York. New York, New York. He has a net worth of $275 million. 
He stars in 68 movies with uh, with some writing credits in there as well. He holds the records for the most Razzie nominations with 30, and he's nice. won he's won 10. Whoa! Now, um, he is uh, almost like the ultimate kind of tough guy Goomba. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the beginning, he was much more Goomba. Nice. Now he's a much more tough guy. Like he he kind of played that. New York, you know, yeah, how about if I, you know, Italian New York, how about if I knock you out a little bit? Uh, and then, oh, I forgot his, his his divorces. Damn it. He was, I think he, I want to say he was divorced three times, but it might be four. And then finally, our friend at the lowest end of the, of the scale, <laughs> Steven Seagal. He was born in April 10th, 1952. So basically, Stallone's the oldest, followed by Arnie one year later followed by uh, Steven Seagal in 52, then the youngest of the bunch, Jean-Claude Van Damme. He was born in La- uh, Steven Seagal was born in Lansing, Michigan. He has a net worth of $5 million. He has four wives, so he's three, devi- three divorces and he's currently married. Oh, I forgot to say, Jean-Claude Van Damme actually remarried his third wife. So his third wife and his fifth wife for the same woman. And his fifth... He, they've been married some time. So I think probably he was chasing his demons back then then kind of straightened his life out. Now he's been married to her for quite some time, so they must have something. You know. Okay, back to Seagal. He has a net worth of $5 million. I already said that, sorry. Um, his style is Aikido, which is a very... It's a very proficient style, but it's the most... It's the least movie-friendly style there is. When you watch him work on the screen, it's boring, mm. which I think is part of the problem with his acceptance in, to, by the mainstream. Uh, IMDb page. His IMDb page was obviously written by him <laughs> because it's oozing with the bullshit that he's 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 the one that really drinks his own Kool Aid to the most degree, and I think that's part of his downfall. Is like, I mean, he, it's written. It is just gushing with this this you know this child faced man is so this and that, and it's it, the accolades are just pouring off this page, and you're like. Oh my God! Is he still making movies? Cigar, yes, he still he still stuff? makes movies. In, I know he's the sheriff the, of Texas or something. They're all direct to video. Now and cool. then, so there, there you can see Arnold is by far not by far. Arnold is the biggest star name of those four, in my opinion. Stallone and Arnold are both the heavy hitters, of course. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Arnold is the most on the ball. He's the smartest of the group. He's the He's the one that never really made too many bad mistakes. You know what I mean? Everything he's done has been calculated. He's very driven. He's very competitive. So, and I'm not sure how current those numbers are, but I think they're pretty accurate. Um, You know, Arnold is... Love him or hate him, he's done a great deal in his life. Like, you know, and his movies are... are, It was something he wanted to do after bodybuilding. He was the most dominant bodybuilder that's ever been. Now, these guys now are much stronger and huge, bigger than him, but no way. At the time, no way. You know, I, I'm, I'm thinking that, even though maybe his career was dwindling in the 80s, but Burt Reynolds should have maybe been in there. I'd just go with these four. I mean, Reynolds... Yeah, but Reynolds more of the... He, he, he was 70. He, he was, was 70. Tweener, 70s, 70s, 80s, you know, or whatever, but yeah. When you're talking about 80s action, these are the guys. Yeah, these are the four, yeah, you know. Guys, yeah. uh, Stallone is much smarter than people give him credit for. Much, much smarter. He he write yeah. he's he's done some writing. Again, these two guys are the most juiced up. They have the biggest muscles. They do the most steroids. Well, and, and Stallone, Stallone was got juiced just, up when he won all those awards. Oh yeah, so Stallone back then just they didn't tra- test you for. Yeah. You oh, know. you mean uh, Arnold? I'm Arnold. Yeah. yeah. And and they all of course they are. But and and even uh, you know Stallone even got busted for uh, juicing in Australia for got, buying steroids. Um, and this is all. You know they 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 keep physically fit. These guys are the examples of bodybuilding, masculine, testosterone filled. You know humans. To this day, testosterone's going to rise. Yeah. To, I mean, to this day, if you look at uh, uh, Stallone, you're like, God damn, that guy's huge. He's like seventy something, and he's, he's also had plastic surgery. Yeah, he's freaking huge. Jean Claude is of the other camp where well, and he's had some demons. You know, he's had drug problems. He's had booze problems. He was always the go-to B-movie guy. Like, his are the most B-movie of actions. Yeah. Um, well, no. Seagal's Stal- are, but they're like the... Jean-Claude's are the watchable, decent B-movies. 
Seagal's are the bottom of the barrel director video. Well, Seagal's like, at first did a couple of oh yeah, all these guys big budget ones. All and these they guys hit. And yeah. Um, Jean Claude basically his movies reflected his life struggles. He was very he he hit the scene and he was like on fire. He did Bloodsport. There was a couple that and of course oh I should have said um you know ter, uh, Arnold of course hit with Terminator. And a lot of what Arnold did still had a lot of draw. Even like the eh stuff was still did fairly well in the box office. Stallone was a bit more hit and miss, but Rocky. Ro- but Rocky, Rambo. he he wrote it. He he did it. Rambo. Rocky like these Rambo. are these two franchises and Terminator, of course, are massive machines. They are franchise machines, you know. Uh, then, Jean, then, uh, like Jean Claude, he even did that one movie that kind of chronicled a day in his life, you know. And and it's it's a bit rougher, you know. He's doing these Hong Kong flicks. He's doing these stuff out of whatever Kablakistan, you know, whatever blah blah stand there is. And it's low budget, but he's still doing his best, and he's still in very good shape. He's in the he does weightlifting, but mostly he's much thinner. He's much strong. He's strong, but he's not like this hulking maniac. His whole thing is karate, you know, and he does it well. He's He has a flashy style. He can do a 360 kick that'll, I'm pretty sure to this day, even though he's 54, he could probably knock my head off, you know, with a spin kick. He's just, he's and he's kind of gotten it back together. There was a big lull in his career, and although he's not mainstream, he's like kind of back, you know. What I mean, he's he has a lot left in the tank, and he's showing it. I think this wife must be straightening him out a little bit, you know. And he's bringing stuff to the table. Yeah. Now we get to Seagal. Seagal is an odd fellow. Um, he was he lived in Japan for many years. He cl- the, the, again, the IMDb page says he's the first one to own a oh, first gaijin to own a dojo in Japan. Well, the story is he married the the his. He married the sensei's daughter, so when the husband died, or when the daughter, di- or when the father died, by default he owned it. It wasn't like you know. So yes, there's truth to it, but more TKO, man. everything else, everything in this story of his is like that. It's bullshit, but you can't really prove it's bullshit. But you go, oh, it's Steven, you know, because he's he's a sheriff in New Orleans. Is he? He's a blues man. Sure, he can play guitar. Does he? I don't, you know. And like, and he says he's he's gone on record saying he worked for the CIA and shadow ops and black ops and the government's like, this this we never heard of this guy. You know, he's the most doughy of the group. Like he's he's like, I don't know. And like I said, right off the bat, he's done a couple that were big names. Um, but they weren't, they weren't like huge. These are the, he was never like the huge, huge star. Like people knew who he was to this day. They know who he is, but his movies have degraded to the point where they're, they're unwatchable. He phones them into the point that it's like, it's not, he doesn't even move. Like the actors come running at him and then he just does like a slight move to left and then they fly into the wall and smash to the wall and stuff. And it's kind of like, okay, you know. There was one that they cobbled together. It wasn't even his voice. It was a guy pretending to be his voice. We watched that. Yeah, we watched that one. Because it's probably like, he's like, I don't really feel like doing this voice anymore. And that's it. Okay. Hey, all right, thanks. Where's he, where's he originally from? New York? Lansing, Michigan. Michigan? Okay. Um, now, yes, he is a 7th Dan Aikido master. So, yes, he has these skills. He's just one of those fellows that he's he's fairly unlikable. He, you, like kind of. yeah he like when you look at him you're like he seems smug he seems out of shape he doesn't care enough to stay in shape you know he's very large now he's I'm sure he's over 300 pounds or three like he's he's a tall guy but he's also very portly now and he's still trying to do action movies and they're all these straight to video like the last the end of his career has been straight to video you know so that that's the basic snapshot of these guys i have a fondness for uh, mostly for Arnie and Jean Claude, I don't I like uh, Stallone, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan of his. And of course, by you can tell by my re- review, I don't very much care for Seagal. I watch his stuff only because I like action movies. His are tolerable sometimes, you know, but eh, whatever. They they are what they are. The, the action movies they're trying to bring them back, and the Expendables have done that. Now they're getting together these super casts. It's almost like the coming together of all the superheroes. 
So exactly. chumps like me will always slap down our money because I I like seeing that. I like seeing Stallone and, and, and Arnold together. Yeah, they were yeah. very competitive, and they had a rivalry back then. Now they've grown to realize they're the same people, They're and, and now they're doing a lot of stuff together, and it's fun and funny, you know. And good. Everyone gets a paycheck. You know, uh, they, they, they've done their work. Like, you know, those expendables are just exploding with... Uh, all these different people, and and because there's a lot of people, I wanted to do a list, but I didn't want to keep Marsh Lundgren. Well, I didn't want there. martial arts in it. I know Jean Claude is martial arts, but he's more action, like Jet Li and and uh, Jackie Chan Jackie and that Chan, kind of stuff. Those yeah. I kind of put them in a different camp, almost, you know. But uh, you know, I don't like the straight to video stuff, but I guess that's the way they're making money. So hey, it keeps them in, in yeah. In the so that's it. Uh, you know, obviously the, the two big, the big two are the big two. You know, and that's the way they'll always be. And and then the other ones, you know, I think Jean-Claude is, should have been better. He should have been bigger than he is, or than he was. You know, he had this thing, though. He he always tried to explain why he had an accent, and he didn't realize you don't have to in, in action. Like, he would oh, always, uh, his yeah. setting was always in some foreign land that Americans don't give a shit about. Oh, yeah. Like, he's always like, I'm a French-Canadian in the Foreign Legion, and you're like, stop he, with the backstory. He didn't have the, uh, he didn't have the personality of is that what you think? Schwarzenegger and Steven yeah, Stone. Oh. he didn't have the personality. Arnold's guys. Arnold's personality comes off that yeah. screen like. And Stallone's got his own like. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like I'm the salt of the earth kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Rocky. You know? Yeah, and and Rocky was an incredible movie. Yeah. I, the first one. Sometimes I, it brings tears to your eyes. It, and, and like it's funny because powerful, you know. And it's funny because those three, except maybe not say God, but those three, Van Damme. Arnold and Stallone have kind of speech things, you know? They all speak kind of... So and, I'm just wondering... And, and Steven Seagal does, because he just changes he his, mumbles. like... He's mushmouth, and that sometimes he's, I'm from New Orleans now, and that's and he talks, and you're like, oh my God, would you just stop? I, I have an idea for a Versus show, worse... <laughs> Worst action hero movie. I know what mine's going to be. Oh, dude, we should. That would be funny. I know what mine's going to be. I'm telling you right now, it's going to be Hercules in New York with Arnold. Do you ever see that piece? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it I'm a couple sure times. Can, I'm sure you can find some cigars. Oh, dude, I'll put, I'll, I'll put that to shame. Don't bring that to the table with the verses. Like, <laughs> your depth of knowledge with like horror movie, that's like how my action movies are. And I can think of stuff that'll be like. This isn't even a movie. No, I don't even I'm know what talking I'm about. I'm talking about with the big four. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm just talking the big four. I'm not talking about like some kung fu thing or whatever. <laughs> no, 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 the big four. And that's that. Now that that's a good example. Like he broke onto the scene and he couldn't talk well, so he di- he disliked that he got dubbed so much that he went to speech therapists and worked and worked and worked. Who's like this? Arnold. Oh, he did go to speech. He went to speech therapists. Well, no, well. Uh, voice actors, no, like voice actors. Voice yeah, oh, of okay. course. Yeah, he. I didn't know. He, that. he is so dedicated to his life, like those things in his life. I didn't know that. They, he is a very competitive person. Like, yeah, sure, Stallone was talking about. Um, he talked about a little bit about his ri- like their rivalry and how they're friends now, and he was saying that, like he, well, Ar- Arnold is so co- competitive. Like Stallone has this watch that was a one of a kind thing. And it's so upset Arnold that he couldn't get the same one but better that he he was like infatuated with trying to get it like that's the kind of guy you're talking about like nuts like nuts you know what I mean like if he has a Humvee it's the biggest one there is and made of gold you know what I mean like or whatever like he just and that's the dedication that he brings to everything that's why he got out of the 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 house he was in 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 that in Austria didn't have electricity or an inside toilet like right you know so he. He knew where he was going, and he got it, like, however he could, you know. So, it, they're very intriguing people to me. The, of course, as a child or as a teen, you know, their larger-than-life stories made my my made me happy. You know, they were like my, my superheroes. Yeah. You know, and they aren't, and they're flawed, and they're broken. But to, to a kid in, in his early teens and stuff, when I'm watching that stuff, I was just like, man, this is... Yeah, it, yeah. They I were larger-than-life characters. They were better than wrestlers. They were better than superheroes because that's a real dude. And you're like, of course it's all stage, and of course it's BS, you know, when they're running around shooting people with these Uzis yeah. and just people flying everywhere, but it didn't matter. It was, yeah. uh, it was of its time. Yeah, and, you know, so a lot of the stuff they do now like is just... Else. It makes like you think of your youth. Yeah. All right, exactly. that's it. I'm sure there, we have a lot more to say about both of our people, or both of our uh, essays, but that's enough for now. We hope you enjoyed this new segment. I don't know, we should do this every now and then, because uh, yeah. they're fun. All right, we're going to take a quick trailer break, and then when we get back... We're going to ship. 
Yes, we're gonna, gonna take a, a cruise. We're gonna take a cruise, man. It's gonna be a luxury leisure cruise. It's not gonna cruise. be the love boat either. I don't the think. love boat. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? From H.G. Wells, history's most credible prophet, now comes his most incredible story, Empire of the Ants, a terrifying tale of civilization fighting for survival against armies of giant ants ten feet tall who control the human population by drugging them into submission. H.G. Wells, Empire of the Ants, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. They shall inherit the earth sooner than you think. Get out of bed. Empty your medicine cabinet. Give up all those pills. A new kind of help is on its way. She's Ursula Andrus as the sensuous nurse. Ursula will make your heart beat faster. She'll cause nuts in your stomach. She'll give you a fever and then she'll melt your thermometer. Ursula Andrus is the sensuous nurse. The outrageous comedy with a bedside manner. Rated R under 17, not admitted without parent. Do you have to go to the bathroom? Please, pop the hood. Please. Oh, your thumbs, the hood. Okay, uh, what, what, what latch? Where do you want me to, uh... Just pop the hood! Please! Popping the hood. Oh, yeah. Pop that hood. Man. They don't make trailers like that anymore, no, do they? they, don't, they we don't, they we don't. were just talking about that when we, were, we were listening to that. We were like, man, I miss those kind of fun trailers. Yeah, I miss fun in movies. There's a lot, 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 lot of fun, a lot of destruction and doom and gloom, but not enough fun. Yep. All right. What are we? What are we talking about today? What, what is our movie du jour? Well, it's something. It's like a movie from 1980, but it was really written in 1970. But I guess it's a tweener movie. Mm. It's almost like a TV movie. It's only, I would say. Maybe one or two scenes stopped it from being a TV movie. That's what it felt like. When we were watching it, I was like... Because they're all TV actors, almost all of yeah. them. Yeah. Well, so what are, what are we talking about? Ghost Ship from 1980. 1980's Ghost Ship. Yeah. If you okay. haven't heard of it, eh, there's probably a reason. It's. Yeah, it's... It, it, you know, I was reading a little bit about it. It was a big rental. It was an early VHS movie. Did it have... A, oh, it had a really cool cover. And it had a it? cool cover, the ship with the ghost and That's with the skull like, head Like a on big, it. like, like the yeah. mouth was opening on it, right? It was, it was a big rental. It wasn't, a, it wasn't, like, you probably did well in the drivers, but it was a big rental in the early days, and a lot of people have fond memories of it. I can tell you my ghost ship story, which is a pretty interesting one. I was, like, uh, watching TV. It was a Saturday night. It was, like, midnight, and one of the local stations, Channel 10, all of a sudden, they had a mystery theater, and he goes, oh, there's a mystery theater, ghost ship. So I start watching the movie, and it's okay, but it's a little boring. So I switch off, and then I come back again, and there's that shower scene. Blood boobs everywhere. And they didn't cut it. And this was actual local television. Whoops. I was like, whoa! So I stayed until the end of the You're movie. like, this is my favorite movie I ever. Like this, yeah. You know, back in 1990, we didn't see that on Dude, local When we were TV. kids, you had to work so hard to see boob oh on TV. Oh, my God, it was we? If there was, like, that hot dog, the movie that I like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh. I, that was my favorite movie ever. Oh, that was that was a recording and a rewinding and a freeze framer. For oh, me. my God. Yeah. I watched that oh, nonstop. Yeah. Hot dog, the movie, yeah. With Shannon Tweed and the other girl. You kids with, like, the internet where you can just go see Nick nude and sex oh, and porno. No, we had to work. We had to work it. hard for it. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about Ghost Ship. Very simple premise, really. Um, there's a there's a luxury ship, cruise ship, cruise ship, and there's a boat. very angry captain who is a real hard ass. George Kennedy. George Kennedy. This is his last. From lots of TV. And, and from uh, Naked Gun. Was from he? Naked Gun, yeah, and from. Uh, That's where I knew him from. And know. from what was it? Um, uh, the one with. Uh, I have a failure to communicate. Uh, oh, Colin Luke. Paul, Clint yeah, Luke. I was gonna say Clint Paul Luke. Newman. I was, I was getting there. Yeah. Uh, and he, he's very angry. It's his last thing, and and uh, just he's on the love boat. He's, he's on the angry because he's like a ship captain, but he's having the captain the love boat. Right. You know? So he's tired of this shit. He's and the kids, and and then uh, he's sitting there in this thing, and and a ship is coming to ram them, and they can't avoid it, and it rams them, sinks the boat. There's a lifeboat with um, the, the, the the eight people that, that they yeah, kind of it's, it's highlight. It's funny because you know? they show you some scenes of destruction, but you kind of never really see the ship sink except no. for like a little... You know, wasn't This is like the Poseidon adventure where you're going to see an all glory and all... This is like 
boom, shake the camera, a little bit of destruction, and done. Here's and, the and, lifeboat. And here, and, well, never mind that. Here's the lifeboat. Here's the lifeboat with eight people that we met, including the the, the cheesy, snarky comedian. And he he is actually a very young. I watched the yeah. uh, show called The Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. What's his yeah, name? Yeah. Saul Rose. Rubinsky. Saul Rubinsky. Saul yeah. Rubinsky. And I liked. I like Warehouse 13. It's 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 closing yeah. now. It's an end, it's ended. But he was insanely young and thin yeah. and just funny. Like not funny. I mean, he was doing his shtick. But uh, so yeah. So they're he, all. He, he was great in True Romance. The 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 early um, which Tarantino he, movie. Which was he in True Romance? He was the coked out movie producer oh in the car God. doing the coke in the car. He was oh, great in the that. Porsche. Oh yes, my God! Yes, that was Sal Rubinsky, dude. I I, I had to re- remember. I have to rewatch that because I didn't yeah. watch. I didn't like know or like him until Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah. And th- now I'll have to rewatch True Romance because I wanted to anyway. That's a very good movie. That is a good movie with that great scene between uh, <laughs> that gr- that great un PC scene with uh, Chris Walken and uh, and uh, Dennis Hopper. One of the best, the best <sighs> thing Tarantino ever wrote, probably. Oh yeah, it was a good it was a good write. That was um, a good movie. I, I mean, like Reservoir Dogs too, but yeah, yeah. Reservoir Dogs pretty great too, yeah. and so is Pulp Fiction. I yeah. like that one too. All but right, anyway, so uh, anyway, yeah, so they're the only survivors, they're survivors. on on a. On a, they're on a raft, and they're doing I don't know boat. how long they are in the sea, yeah. but all of a sudden it's like... Oh, hey, look, a boat. <laughs> yeah, and, and rear screen projection, so you know what you're getting. You know this is on the cheap, which I love. And, and, which I love. And they the do way. that floating in the in a in a raft scene like like it, we've seen it a hundred million times. Yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's like, just like the exhausted floating in a raft. It's like, dying. Yeah, it's like Gilligan-esque. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, look. And then, hey, look. So here, it's like here. all of a sudden, stage left, you see the big-ass boat. Like, we couldn't hear it before. <laughs> and there it is. They go, oh, hey, let's get on here. And, and the boat's kind of a wise guy. Yeah. Because it drops down the, it drops the, the ladder to, for them to, like, get on. And all of a sudden, it's like the last guy's on. It goes, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. It, well, oh, and that's, you're introduced before this ship rams them. You you know it's a ghost ship because who, the producer loved this shot. You're going to see this the shot, money shot a lot. The thing that makes a boat go faster. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of the controls. Oh yeah, yeah. That like it goes click 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 like to full or whatever. You're going to see that thing with no hands moving a lot. And that's because that's just to give you an idea that this ship is running by itself. Yep. The ghost ship, nobody. And you're going to see those long pistons that make the the the. the, yeah. the it, they're like a, the cylindrical shafts, and these pistons that make the, the boat move. You're going to see those a lot. Yeah. A just, lot, a lot. Yeah. That's like a, the editor went to those shots a lot. Yeah, it was to like, show. Look, we're moving now, and you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. we get it. But anyway. So they get on the ship. They get on the ship, and um, they're they're dragging. The captain was like the last up, but he's still alive. But he was unconscious. Yeah, remember he was the one that like he popped out of the sea, and they yeah. had to drag him back. They in. They drag him back in. Yeah. And uh, and Saul is saying, he's like, oh, this is a clo- this is a pleasure ship, a pleasure cruise, and he's the first to get killed. He gets like the the big crane thing. Yeah, the crane hook, was, hooks him weird. by the leg and dips him in the water and kills him, drowns yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was strange. And then you're like, and this is huh. all a mind of its own. So this yeah. ship is like haunted, or this is like somebody described this as the Shining on a boat, or whatever. yeah, yeah, with yeah, a, yeah. With, a, with a little bit of uh, with a with a Nazi, Nazi twist. Tur- you know, twist turned and or whatever. Because even when they're trying to get the captain up, this boat is blasting them with sewage or or oil or something like that out of yeah, a pipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very odd, and the stuff you're watching, you're like. Uh, what? And you're constantly getting that, like the Fuhrer speeches coming through the microphone yep. or whatever. It's, it's it's a B movie. It's a heavy-handed B movie. It's a heavy-handed B movie, and uh, almost like a TV movie. And then they just they just start going off and doing like yeah, dumb it, shit. It, it becomes you know. after that after they get on the ship, it becomes like a slash and stock movie. Yeah, with a, with a with a ghost ship. You know, what yeah. that one lady. Eats like some candy, and all of a sudden she breaks out and in like death. Yeah, into like, death while they're watching the movie. Like a movie projector turns on. This is all like ghostly, and these people don't like. They're like, "Oh, look, a movie! Oh, let's go see it!" You know, yeah. "Oh, candy! Let's eat it!" You know? Yeah, and you're like, yeah. they they establish how old it is because they're showing they're old. showing pinups. Yeah, they're showing, the and the yeah. the clothing is all very old. You know, so they don't. Uh, one of the things that drives me crazy about. Um, a lot of movies is they don't really react how normal people would react. Like if yeah, you're, if you're, the, I mean, when you're on, if you're sitting there on a raft, you've just survived this horrific thing. You're not going to like, 
you need like things to keep humans alive. You need water. You yeah. need food. Like the the only thing you care about is yeah. is that yeah. like these are the basic necessities. There's yeah, no there's no let's look around and see what our records playing. If I don't get something to eat, I'm gonna die. If I don't get something to drink, I'm gonna die. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah. And they don't really do that, but they don't, they but don't whatever. Do that, but it's a cheapo. It's, it's, a, it's yeah. A, if it, but and the thing too is like when they get on the ship, the one the one thing I think it's even before, right after the guy died, Saul Rubinsky, you see that the captain has been possessed. Yes. He gets possessed by the evil spirit of the whatever yep. the captain of the ship was. And now this is one of the weirdest things. This is where I thought they missed an opportunity. Now this they is missed a, a lot of opportunities. Yeah, this the first this this one this this captain was seen as being a real jerk and a real heavy-handed like kind of a prick from the beginning. From the beginning. Angry. So, so why they should have made it that he was the original captain of this thing. Well, yeah. and it's almost like the ship came to get him or to bring an, him or home. An ancestor of him. Or, or yeah, like the ship came to bring him home because yeah, of the because cool. of the the atrocities. He yeah, yeah, committed. yeah. Or or his ancestor. Did right. Pay like, back for the sins of the. Fathers, like uh, that's what I thought he would. They would go with that when they ran into that one Nazi like room with a captain's room. I thought they would show a picture of him young. That would have been as, cool. Well, that would have been The Shining. As well, he would have been the he was the original captain, and the ship wanted him back that would have been to pay sh- for his sins. But that would have been The Shining. It would like have been when better. When Nicholson <laughs> saw his face, well, they, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah it would have been like you know. And the other the other one that they I think they missed out on was, and I'll just give the, a little bit of the ending, even though we'll, we'll backtrack a bit. Was that scene at the end when Richard Crenna with the beard goes into the uh, the room? Where all the dead soldiers are at. Oh. I was expecting those guys to come to life. Because why were they? Al- uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, that was such a miss scene. What happened was like we saw there were skeletons in the in the basement of this thing that were chained up and dead. Yeah. So when they went, they had to go through this this like meat locker to get uh, life vests and stuff. Life vests, yeah. So I was like, well, they're and these are like these soldiers are, are these we're see, frozen. They were frozen. So I'm like, why would they not have skeletons? Because they're going to come alive. And they didn't. They didn't. That Even like a, just yeah. have an eye open. Yeah, something. Didn't have to attack him. Have the have oh, one uh, of the soldiers open yeah. his eye. Yeah, exactly. And that, that would have been, been like holy crap. That would have hell breaks loose. That would have been the ramped up the. Then even if there wouldn't anything come of it, you would have inside exactly. in, like terror. You'd be like, you gotta get off the ship. What if those things come out of the freezer? Yeah, that was a missed opportunity, big time. But you know, yeah. I think they were just kind of like just cranking it out with the basic script yeah. i mean yeah i mean the, the, well, the old lady dies and then basically she eats the candy she gets all deformed and then the captain kills or breaks her kills neck her, or something yeah. like that and then they put her out to sea and then you start to see other people the one the, the they're trying to get out and like they they find the boat and they go let's use this boat and all of a sudden the ship just drops knocks them. it drops it down and then they're like what the hell's going on here you know the, and then, and then in the best scene was be the sh- the shower scene. Yeah, I'm leaving that all to you, man, because you love that scene. That's a, that was that's the scene which everybody remembers from this scene, where it's oh, yeah. where it's like the guy, you know, the Nick, the 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 first mate, whatever, you know, Nick Mancuso's the actor. He's got his buddy, his the girl, the British lady, sex or whatever, buddy. his sex buddy, and I guess they go back to the room and they like finish doing something or other. So she goes, I'm going to take a shower. And she, he goes, oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. I guess he didn't want to because he wanted it, whatever, you know. Just dead. So on. she's in there, and she's, like, taking a shower, and, you know, you're seeing her. But la, you're not, la, la, yeah. You know, you're not seeing everything, and then all of a sudden, it's like the water turns red, and it's blood, and this woman is, like, screaming and cowering, and then you see the whole, pretty much all naked or whatever, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah, Covered in blood. You're yes, like, who came up? They, they came up with this great scene, but they couldn't come up with the, the Nazi soldiers or whatever come into life at the end. You know, that would have been the other great scene in the movie, you know, big missed opportunity. So at this point, you know, she's like, she's like screaming, and the guy runs out because he can't break open the door. Yeah, it's weird. He can't, I mean, he could have gotten an axe, he could have gotten anything to break it, but he can't break open the shower door. So it's like, okay, so he goes and he gets Richard Crenna, and then when he comes back, the shower door is open, and then it cuts to the captain all, like, you know, bizarro, tossing her naked out into the water, you know, and he gives her the last ride. I command these to the blah, 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 and you're like, uh, what? Yeah. I don't think he could really pick her up like that. No, I think he <laughs> might have been a little too old or whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, so then, you know, you know, like, all hell's breaking loose there, you know, and then and then what was it afterwards that they're, they're going around looking for the captain, 
And then all of a sudden they go into the room and the projectors playing, and then the they're Nazi showing that Nazi and footage. And then yeah. like they both lose their minds. Like Mancuso like starts like overacting in front oh. of the in front oh, of oh man, <laughs> holy shit! In front <laughs> of the, and it's like the screen, and Richard yeah. Crenna's like I don't know. There was some sound. He's like covering his ears, and he's like. Aah. That, yeah. and that was that was laborious. And, and that they, was torturous. And they that. throw the the projector, and it's still playing or whatever. And then and then Mancuso sitting there, and all of a sudden he flashes back to the captain, and then you see him like right in front of the captain or whatever, you know. And it was not it was like a weird edit or whatever, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like what it was, it was like, like this is my ship. You tried to take my other one. And, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. goes into like how this is her, her. She's mine now, and and then he throws him into this like like uh, netting and it was kind of it was, gnarly. That, was, that was nasty that was nasty he throws them into a netting a rotting netting humans with rotting humans that were like this was an this was an old torture ship supposedly yep. so these are the you know the corpses victims. and rotting corpses yeah, that was kind of and gnarly. they killed them like that way yeah he, he like, drowns he them. like the, the the whole netting thing like drowns but then it kind of like turns in on itself or and whatever. it just goes in the water yeah and then you know oh my god you know that was that got to me yeah, the blood scene, I the blood shower scene, was, I did. It was it was weird. It it was yeah, it, it was it was visceral and it grabbed you, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. it was like eh, you know whatever. Um, that one was nasty. That was that was kind of that nasty. was the rough one where because he, he's pulling up parts of yeah, human, yeah, you see, all these and you know how parts. gross that would be and yeah. disgusting, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and Crenshaw, Rich, Richard, Richard Krenna, Krenna, yeah. Krenna is he's shows. going yeah, and you, that's what that's what you kind of go okay. TV, yeah. He is off the charts, like, yeah, psycho. You know, my ship and blah blah. And you can see how hateful. No, that's George Kennedy. That's George. That's what I meant, George Kennedy. Richard Crenn is a bearded guy. Ah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, George Kennedy is 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 like, he's, I don't know. You can see how hard horrible of a person he really is. Like he's nuts. You know. So then I think it cuts to Richard Crenn like sitting on a table. Somewhere and he's like, oh my ears, ah. oh, and all of a sudden, like here comes like freaking George Kennedy, all psycho, and he Krennic fights with him and he stabs him. Yeah. And you th- and you think the captain's dead. And the captain's never dead. So he goes and and so Krennic runs and he goes to get his wife and kids and gets goes. That's when he goes into the the locker room or the freezer. Yeah, to get the stuff to get out of there. And he finds that, and he finds a raft. So they're like, they throw the raft out, and they just throw the two kids. Yeah, because like we, we forgot to say that, that Krenna is there with his family. Like, it's family, him, yeah, his wife, wife and his two kids. They're the survivors, And his yeah. two kids were like little, whatever, little I don't know. Munchkins, little munchkins. Yeah. And that, and even, and George Kennedy was even mean to them. Yeah, like, he was, that's what I was saying. He, he was mean to them. He was, so he's like, just like, bed, yeah, he's like, just, whatever. So then, um, even when the kids said, I'm sorry, he didn't. He's like, yeah. Oh, he just, like pinched their cheeks and like, yeah, that's it. whatever. So like, at this point, now the ca- the captain's not dead. He's back, and he has a one of those old uh, M1 rifles from the war. Yeah, they throw the two kids. They throw the two kids in the water. Oh, they the just raft. Them. They're like, just go swim to the raft. And kid. then and then like George Candy runs up and starts banging Krenna with the sword with the rifle. Yeah, and he beats the crap out of him, and then he grabs the wife and he puts her in a, another room. Right. And he starts shooting at the kids in yeah, the, in the like, raft. Why wouldn't he have just shot the guy? Well, they, yeah, there you go. Well, but anyway, it's a B movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then he comes back, and the guy, he gets the wife, and they're pinned down because he's firing off the bridge. And then she jumps in, and then... Uh, yeah, Krenna wasn't killed. Yeah. He was hurt. Right. So he goes, and he gets up, and he gets, and the wife shows up. And they're like, you know, they're hugging or whatever, you know. And then, like, there's what's-his-face, like, shooting at everybody or whatever. Yeah, 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 George Kennedy. He's just, yeah. he, apparently he has uh, unlimited ammo, you know. He's, yeah, yeah. He's in God mode. Yeah. So then, like, uh, what was it? Then, like, the George Kennedy, like, loses it cause, or something like that. They, The two, uh, Krenna and the wife end, end up jumping off. Right. And, 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 like, the ship, like, what was it? The ship starts killing George Kennedy or whatever? Or? Well, because he, he falls down into the gears. He falls... That's right, that's right. He falls right. down into he's where fighting those... the, At the very end, he's fighting the ship because he's, like, you know, he's, like, he's really, like, lunatic or whatever. Yeah. And the ship just decides it's going to grab you him. You don't make those moves. Only I'm the captain. I'm, yeah, yeah, I make yeah, moves. right. That and he starts it, yeah. to try to, like... 
he tries to move the the the, the steering the, the the yeah the anchor the the rudder or whatever it is yeah know, I'm the, sorry oh steering King wheel. Don's gonna deck us yeah, for our lack of knowledge lack of knowledge the, of ship the, or yeah whatever. the 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 wheel the, wheel, the steering yeah, wheel of yeah, a yeah, ship the wheel yeah little right. with the pegs and, and whatever. he starts losing it and then the ship gets mad at him yeah and he's like I don't see ya. And, then and then it, it, he fall he goes nuts and falls down into the pistons and dies and then it gets it eats him up and yeah. so they get away and the ship just goes off and it just gives those guys off and then the helicopter so death ship by. too you know that's what they're setting it up for there, they're showing there was the, a movie supposedly in 2002 called ghost ship and i saw that sim- one is it the same story yeah it's much eerier though it's done much better but it's in the same idea it's a yeah yeah ship or whatever yeah okay. because there is something very uh if it's you, an interesting idea if you happen upon a ship that's just kind of floating around out in the ocean that's a very eerie thing yeah 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 right and that immediately has intrigue it immediately has like i'm a little bit worried about this because this is nutty where where would this crew have gone um you know so right off the bat you have built-in suspense you have built-in like tension it only takes a little bit of imagination to make it off the charts scary you know so they're good it's a very good thing you know yeah i mean this is a low budget movie they had tv actors i'm sure it was like, you know, it was made for like, I don't know, under a million or yeah. something like Overall, that. Overall, I liked it, though. It was. I mean, yeah, it was it was a good schlocky yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Not a bad watch. You can find it on YouTube. You can watch it for free. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to clock it in right at about a six and a half. I uh, mean, me too. I agree. It's. it's I agree. It could have been better. But it could have been a lot worse. Some of the things that I do think detract from it, um, aside from like our little ideas that would make it better, but who cares? Yeah. The actors are, they are like straight off the love boat. Like yeah. they are, yeah, these yeah, are yeah. people that you, if you're our age, you've seen them in like this kind of crap before. Yeah. So you, that detracts from it to me. Like there's nobody that goes, that you go, oh, either who is that or, oh, this guy has done like things that aren't made for TV. Like it had the feel to it. It had everything. It's almost like they probably just went back and did do the shower scene and show the gore. It, since we can't sell it to a- CBS or ABC, yeah, we'll just make it a movie. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't know if that's what happened, but you know, it might as well have because it it could have been right after the love boat and Fantasy Island, and you'd have been like, oh look, it's it's yeah. I mean, with the exception of two scenes, it could have been on TV. Oh, of course. Easily, you know. I mean, it almost seems like they added those two scenes just because somebody had a cool idea. And I was like, yeah, that'd be a cool idea. It's not going to be, we can't put it on TV. I think the director was a TV director, too. He goes, okay, let's make it theatrical. It'll play the drive-ins. And yeah, it would have been a good drive-in movie. Yeah, why not? Why not? So, all right. If you're you're in the mood for something a little bit, uh, I want to say dated, but it's very 70s. Go check it out. You know, it's. uh, I mean, it it does. Another thing I want to say, it does take a long time to build. Yeah. I mean, it's 40 minutes before you start getting into all the gruesomeness or whatever. Oh, so yeah. it does take its sweet time. And that might be, for all the gorehounds out there, that might be a little bit... Too that, long That to took wait. a few points. But, I mean, it, 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 at the ending's all right. That's what actually... Right. That's, yeah. That, that happens with a lot of movies. Even the newest Godzilla is... That's uh, what I heard, ...was, yeah. was uh, a lot of people saying, well, you don't get to see him for quite some time and... Eh, let it build, man. Let Whatever. Build. All right, that's it for this week. We hope you enjoyed our reviews and our essays, and uh, see you later, essays. See you later. <laughs> see you next week.